0: everyone and welcome to season two of we accidentally vaporized our podcast we're your host lauren that's me and lachlan that's the other one that's right and each week we're here to talk about a new chapter of percy jackson the olympians the sea of monsters
1: we'll deep dive into the plot the characters emotionally charged memories the book brings up for us and pretty much anything else that comes to mind
0: the lightning thief was a wild ride and we're so excited to be back with sea of monsters
1: so grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of we accidentally vaporized our podcast and welcome to this week's episode of we accidentally vaporize our podcast and guess what we are in the double digits that's right chapter 10 of sea of monsters but before we get into all of that in case you've skipped the uh little intro portion my name is lauren
0: and i'm Lachlan.
1: and welcome to we accidentally vaporize our podcast i think i said that already but you know know, you're just trying to like hammer home the name yeah don't don't forget
0: about us guys exactly we're here we're out there doing our thing
1: exactly um so welcome back last week we uh got to the chance to talk about chapter nine and if i was smarter i would have pulled up you had the the
0: privilege to talk about chapter nine
1: privilege honor, (laughs) the joy the uh (laughs) <laughs> other synonyms I'm the to time to
0: stall while we flip through pages furiously because some weeks were more prepared than others and I this even, is not one of those
1: i even said like two seconds ago like oh i get to do the recap yep, right you literally
0: and, did and they just immediately hit record
1: <laughs> yeah i just didn't think about the fact that that was going to be the chapter title of the previous oh well God. the chapter title was i have the fat i have the worst family reunion ever where percy and annabeth and Tyson were on the Princess Andromeda figured out Luke was there and decided to go after him. So they followed him to his cabin, listened to what he was saying, found out some vague little things that they're probably not going to put together and then he found out they were there. So he had his bat, he had his big, dude, big burly bear people <laughs> bring them into the room. He monologued about how I'm a villain, I'm a villain, I'm a white boy villain, 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 villain. And then they escaped Mm-hmm. and they jumped, They escaped and that's where this chapter starts with them well,
0: well did you talk about how Kronos is they're trying oh, to yes. reform him oh yes by pulling out bits and pieces apparently of him from from yes. tartarus and Appar- a fancy sarcophagus yes
1: so apparently luke like most colleges is in recruiting stages right now <laughs> Looking- He is recruiting harder than every single D1 football school is trying to recruit Archmanic. He is going <laughs> hard for them.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you can appeal to any of our listeners who are interested in sports because I, I cannot do that. Good job.
1: Sport. Um, so he is trying to recruit uh, followers for Kronos. And unfortunately, because none of the Olympians have paid child support in like a couple of millennia, uh, they're all willing to go so campers like chris rodriguez we met in the last chapter are leaving camp to join up with luke and whenever a new half-blood or new demigod um swears their loyalty to Cronos, another piece of him rises from tartarus into this golden sarcophagus on this ship gross 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 but They, they yes they do that's where this chapter starts
0: yes um, well yeah it ends with them having cut through the ropes on holding the life raft lifeboat, lifeboat yep <laughs> raft they <jump> the lifeboat <laughs> the lifeboat to the ships they've cut the that they're hurtling down hurtling down to the I ocean
1: i think if any of you have ever seen sweet life zach and cody that episode where they end up lost at sea where they're in the lifeboat and it just falls away that's what's happening right now mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> you know i tra- zach and
0: cody no, I have. But I was thinking about yesterday when we were hanging out and I made a reference to Sweet Life on Deck to someone and they looked at me, legit having no idea what I was talking about. And I felt so alone.
1: I, I was talking to someone and they mentioned that they had a friend named Cody and I was like, oh, that's so sad. I wish his name was Zach. Then he could have, you know, or I wish your name was Zach. So that way, you know, you two could have like a sweet Life together. Yeah. And he just stared at me and I was like, do you not? And he goes, no, I got it.
0: <laughs> at least like, they understood. <laughs> no, this one, they had no truly no idea what i was talking about and it was it's, awful
1: it's amazing how often sweet life is that Cody comes up in my life in our mm-hmm. lives
0: it's great it's a it's fantastic great. show all right anyway now this week we are reading chapter 10
1: so they're hurtling <laughs> towards the sea
0: well did we say the name of the chapter title yet
1: so chapter 10 we hitch a ride with dead confederates Ugh. so they're hurtling towards the sea. <laughs> <laughs> the sea brings out the word service annabeth is like percy when did you get a concussion but tyson <laughs> but tyson, tyson, tyson
0: understands because tyson is there for you when you need him ready to go he is a team player he yes. understands the assignment
1: so tyson these arrows, arrows and javelins are whistling past them as tyson hands percy the thermos he yells at everybody to hang on, and Annabeth's like, "I already am," and he's like, "Do it tighter. Oh, um You're not ready for this, Annabeth." And thankfully, Tyson grabs both Annabeth and Percy. Like, I truly believe that no matter how tight they were holding on, like they would have gone flying. But Tyson is there for support. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Percy gives the thermos cap a quarter turn, not even a full turn, like a half no. a turn, barely, like. This thing is yeah, even just... fully off. Like it's still attached. Like, have you ever like unscrewed? But what if? A what, okay.
0: What if it was really, really stuck? You know how some jars are. And so he tried to turn oh. a little bit, but it just overturned on accident, just right from the get go. No. <laughs> but no, he succeeds in just <laughs> just the quarter turn. Dude,
1: this thermos is so much easier than like the bag system that like the original Odysseus had.
0: Like, I no he had a... what I'm talking about? Okay. So Odysseus
1: had the original like wins in a thing but it was mm-hmm. in like a, i want to say he's in like a bag or like a mason not like a mason jar but like you know like a little honey pot jar where mm-hmm. like there's no there's no like a little bit there's an all or nothing aspect to that
0: oh uh, yeah more controller this one multiple uses all that good also,
1: stuff they're still they're still falling as he opens it so mm-hmm. instead of like falling straight down he just falls over yeah they impact they, the they
0: glide they're they're gliding now they end up the order and they, they go zoom off mm-hmm.
1: they they aren't even looking at which way to go but they're just going as fast as possible as far as possible and mm-hmm. until they look behind us and see that the princess andromeda is nothing more than a toy in the distant until it's gone
0: yeah i love that says like he can hear the wails of outrage as they get further away
1: that is awesome i also love the imagery of the fact that it sounds like the wind is laughing like it's just yeah. like Excited and happy to be free, where it's like we can go, and mm-hmm. they're just going.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're hurtling across the sea. I'm. We're gonna use that word so many times this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. So they're going out over the water, and they're trying to contact Kyron with an iris message. You're trying to be responsible for once and let someone know where they are, what's happening.
1: You know, what? I had a thought earlier mm-hmm. while reading this chapter we've never received an iris message and i want to know what that experience is like Mm. like does the rainbow just appear out of nowhere
0: oh you know that will be that does come up later Mm. that does come up later on so we will get to experience that yeah i think in book four
1: i i just yeah at the current moment where we're at i they've never experienced one like coming to Mm -hmm. them so i'm kind of like interested to know like what it's like
0: yeah, no, no, that is definitely interesting. But yeah, so stay tuned. We'll get it. Not not a true version. We'll get a semi version of it. Yeah,
1: I'm sort but of like, you know, when you ever, whenever you like change your ringtone and then you're like, oh, I need someone to call me so that way I can hear it.
0: You know, I think that's, that's, that's yeah. what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, come back in about two years and we'll let you know.
1: <laughs> you think it'll take, yeah, it'll probably take it a but... uh,
0: year minimum. minimum. Year minimum. Year minimum. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so they call... Chiron because they just don't know who else they can trust at this point they know there's a spy at camp have no idea who it is exactly. you know? so they call him and unfortunately between them like going super fast across the ocean and trying to keep a good level of sea spray going but it's kind of iffy and Chiron's at a rave maybe <laughs> There's lots of I, I, flashing I love lights is, and music, like he's dancing at a club.
1: I love how this is clearly early 2000s where he's
0: at a rave. Yeah. I mean, they don't use the word rave, but it's obviously oh, like rave.
1: 2006.
0: Yeah. Yep. So they're trying to tell the tell Kyron about how they left camp. What happened Also,
1: with I, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Is he in this rave at horse form or wheelchair form?
0: I think we will learn pretty soon that's quite obviously horse form.
1: No, but like I'm just picturing him like at. at it, I know it's not, but like I'm picturing him at like a mortal club in his wheelchair, like partying it up.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he could have a good time.
1: He could, and then at some point, you know, he gets, you know, he, he, <clears throat> he, you know, drinks a little bit, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, foo horse form.
0: Anyway, so they're not even sure how much Kyron heard because of the weird connection. All the music on his end, he starts to say, "Percy, you have to watch out for." And that Uh, gets drowned out by loud shouting and cheering behind him. And he says, "Curse my relatives!" While ducking a plate that someone threw just across the room, and says, "Annabeth, you shouldn't have let Percy leave camp. But if you do, get the fleece, which is then cut off again. Of course. And then it picks back up with Miami. I try. (laughs) I'll try to keep watch. And then it just falls apart altogether when someone throws." Potentially a bottle through the Iris message and now they're gone with literally no no information, nope. no got, guidance. Got they got Miami.
1: They got Miami. Which,
0: but they already kind of knew that Miami would be important because didn't Ambass say that the Sea of Monsters is sort of like east well, east of Miami. No, that was um uh do, 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 do. I'm
1: trying to find the actual mm. quote, but I wanna say if
0: you can't find it, then I'm correct. Well,
1: no, I want to say uh it was Grover who had said um, Oh, yeah,
0: someone at some point had already mentioned Miami, I'm pretty sure.
1: I want to say Grover had said like I went to Miami and turned left.
0: Yes. Yes, that's what it was. So that would indicate if you're traveling south, then left of Miami would technically be east. But yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I'm so like
1: Oh, no, he just said Florida. He just said, I went to Florida and turned left.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with what I said. <laughs> anyway, so about an hour later, they spot land, huge like, tourist area, lots of fishing boats. A Coast Guard cruiser notices them and starts to chase after them because, of course, who knows what they're seeing, but what's actually happening is a lifeboat is going with 100 knots an hour, manned by three kids with no engine that's gonna raise I mean, some questions even
1: even if they're seeing like a real boat like that's probably like there's probably still, some speed limit like,
0: like oh like, my god you're speeding through a no wake zone
1: oh dude you know I've, I've been on a lake with people and when people like speed in the no wake zone they get pissed
0: yeah
1: but it's yeah, also like no. i mean it's serious like in a place where you're where's that in and you've caused wakes like you're you can actually damage people's stuff
0: yeah yeah, no, it's it's not good. Um, so Annabeth realizes that they're at Virginia Beach because, you know, she's from Virginia. Therefore, she can recognize anything and everything connected to the state. I mean, I kind of Jersey. Look good for, well, good for you. you. You can recognize any landmark having no idea initially where you are. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can. Okay, anyway. So they have somehow made it from Long Island to Virginia Beach overnight. And Percy lets us know specifically it's 530 nautical miles. Is there a difference
1: between nautical miles and land? Land? Yes.
0: Yes. I don't really know what it is, but there is a difference. It has to do with math. I know that much. And then Percy also knows their exact position as well with degrees, minutes north, all that stuff. Which is convenient
1: because the only location they know is in latitude and longitude.
0: Yep. And so Beth realizes that when Percy's at sea, he has perfect bearings because of his father and says it's really cool. Of course, she would find that really cool. And I think it's kind of cool too. But Percy doesn't want to be a human GPS. But you know what? Your friends need it right now, dude. Step up to the plate and just just get it done.
1: So a mile, (laughs) a land mile is 5,280 feet, while a sea or nautical mile is one sixteenth of a degree of a latitude and varies from 646 feet to the equator to 630 and 692 feet at the latitude of 60 degrees
0: fascinating
1: i don't know what any of those words mean
0: it means it has more to do with latitude and longitude than just feet cool yep there you go there you fun go. stuff we learn something new every day on this podcast, folks. You can't tell us it's not educational. Oh yeah. You know, we talked about um terminal velocity previously. Um, learning lots of cool stuff here. Oh yeah. Anyway, so they're still trying to outrun the Coast Guard. And Annabus says that they need to go into Chesapeake Bay because she knows a place where they can hide. And Percy's like, I mean, I don't know what else to do. So it sounds great. And he opens up the thermos cap a little bit more so they can rock it off, leave the coast guard behind, and they enter the mouth of a river. And once they hit the change from salt water to fresh water, Percy becomes like super tired. Describes like coming off of a sugar high. He has no idea where he is anymore. Which no is idea how to steer the boat.
1: Which huh? is interesting because we we have talked about the properties of sea versus fresh water, and this is the first time we get confirmation. We get like really true confirmation mm-hmm. that while any water will give him strength as it did during the sword fight where he poured regular water, I'm assuming drinking water on his head.
0: Mm-hmm. It would be weird if he was drinking salt water.
1: Yeah, so I'm wondering why they don't just feed him salt water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> his only diet is seawater.
1: Well, also, but also like, why do they carry around nitrogen and erosion for him? That'll like possibly kill him if he drinks too much when he could just like pour salt water on himself.
0: That is really smart like you'd think really smart.
1: also like does drinking regular water also help because then what then like in like fight situations like mm-hmm. where they're doing competitions at camp where everyone's drinking water Percy's getting an unfair advantage from that drinking water so they should
0: like yeah well it's, it's too bad that he and Tyson are really the only children of Poseidon that we know of because they could start a bottled seawater company <laughs> like Gatorade
1: <marketed laughs> exclusively towards uh
0: yep <laughs> yes like a really niche market, but they could make bank if they had enough people. They could, know?
1: seriously. You just gotta start <laughs> doing that, just bottling up salt water.
0: Yep, there you go. But of course, we're using reusable bottles. Of course, yes. Oh, yes. They don't want to add to all the pollution in the ocean, no more trash islands, and all that stuff. Anyway, anyway, so luckily, Annabeth is able to direct Percy where to go, and they beach the lifeboat and discover that this land is terrible you know just it's muggy and gross and not i don't know why percy gives off the idea that it's almost like cleaner and like fresher in manhattan than it is in chesapeake bay which you know he, he's a city boy through and through
1: um no but i think i think it, it's more like the feeling like it's oh yeah and insects and the yeah. air is muggy and hot and so it's it's just a different like environment than man yeah i know being being
0: like- from the south the summer is gross you feel gross all the time when you're outside so yeah. i can support him on that aspect of it um but anyway so annabeth leads them to this woven hut that's actually pretty well waterproof and when they get inside all three of them can fit even tyson And they find lots of things like sleeping bags, blankets, even doing God's stuff too, like javelin tips, arrows, an extra sword, even some ambrosia. And Percy notices that it seems like it's been vacant for a very long time. And he's like, this is is a half-blood hideout. Like, you made this Annabeth? And she's like, yeah, Thalia and I. And Luke. (laughs) I love the way she says that, like, and Luke. And Luke. (laughs) but let's ignore that part for now Um, and we get this really interesting internal moment from Percy where it's like it shouldn't have bothered me I know that all three of them had those adventures before Grover found them and they tried to come to camp and now
1: Annabeth and I have have had our own adventures yes
0: but at the same time whenever Annabeth talked about the time she spent with them I felt uncomfortable no that's not it jealous raises it <laughs> what's well, an italics too? like just that word the word was jealous it's like like oh percy want to unpack those feelings a little bit more maybe well i
1: mean <laughs> it doesn't have to be like i know the immediate thought that it's yeah. romantic but it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. percy if we remember grew up with not a lot of friends and mm-hmm. annabeth is what his like second real friend so the idea of yeah. her like having other people and having those other friends and those other experiences kind of makes F- percy feel a little but at the same time messy. with
0: how horribly it ended why would you be jealous of that one exactly. of them is no, like no, dead friends. in air quotes one of them is super evil and but has all this trauma from it that needs to be <laughs> resolved no but also like you
1: can be jealous of the good stuff while still feeling bad about the bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like is Percy is jealous of the way the situation ended up and jealous of everything about it. He's just jealous of specific instances of, his instances of their friendship. And you mm-hmm. can't control your feelings. And I think he is valid, and I do understand where he's coming from that way. And I do want to, I just want to make sure we acknowledge that, like, mm-hmm. these feelings can be platonic. Like, I- yes. tr- Oh, no,
0: no, I wasn't saying it. I wasn't trying to indicate I, it I, was, like, I, I romantic, right. but just, like, just- let's explore this more percy what is it about the situations making you feel jealous? and like going along with with what you said like i do agree that that is valid but just like because he's well he's 13 now he doesn't have anyone he can really talk to about this so he just has to we get a little glimpse and he just shuts also, it like, all down so we don't really get to like, see him really thinking through it
1: no but he probably feels like he can't really talk about it with someone because yeah society sucks and it's so heteronormative and anytime you talk to anyone of another gender they assume it's because of like romantic feelings so mm-hmm. probably if he talked to certain people at camp about it they'd be like "Ooh, you're jealous of annabeth like "Ooh," and especially because <laughs> it's such like a widely known thing at camp that annabeth had a crush on luke where if he says he was jealous of luke it becomes a whole thing and then you know there's the yeah. evil so you don't want to bring him up anymore until mm-hmm. you being dead so you don't want to bring her up as much because it makes people so sad and disappointed but it's just <laughs> i just have a lot of emotions and thoughts about mm-hmm. this I'm sorry, yeah. we will move on though. Yes.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, so Percy asks a super valid question of don't you think Luke's gonna look for us here if you guys made this together? And she says the really sad thing of we made dozens of these all over. I doubt Luke even remembers where they are or cares. Which,
1: which also like how many did they make? And what is the timeline of them making all of these? Like it <laughs> wouldn't have been made overnight. Like I just <laughs> I don't, I yeah. don't know, like, how long it took for all these and
0: when. Well, it was probably any time someone was injured or they ran out of money, they would have to hide out in this place for a while. But I want to know where they got all the weapons from, if they have multiple of these. True. Like, did Zeus and Hermes just kind of throw weapons at them occasionally? Like, yeah, let's yeah. see if you guys live. <laughs> or, or, like,
1: I mean, this is going to sound sad, but if they, like, found
0: ones from dead demigods possibly i mean reduce reuse recycle and all that exactly Exactly. (laughs) anyway um so percy can tell annabeth definitely does not want to talk about any of this anymore and so percy encourages tyson to not get lost but just clear the room a bit
1: yeah there's no privacy here which also leads to the question where's the bathroom outside
0: it's disgusting. The wilderness is the bathroom. <laughs> go be one with nature. I'll be <laughs> Speaking of being one with nature, <laughs> Percy tells Tyson to go look for a wilderness convenience store or something because you know he's thirteen. He's never been in the woods. What does he know about any of this? Exactly. Stuff? You know, powder donuts says, or something. Yeah, yeah, powdered donuts. Just don't go too far. And Tyson's like, "All right, awesome. Yeah, powdered donuts. I'm gonna go look for powdered donuts in the wilderness." Followed up by, "Here donuts. Here donuts." <laughs> I love him so much. Why? And then, even though Percy just said that ameth clearly didn't want to talk about it, he's gonna make her talk about it because what else is he gonna do, right? It starts off by saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm really sorry about seeing Luke," and she starts cleaning a knife, which is kind of a, like really an aggressive power move to make. And it's like also it's like, not your
1: fault. I, it's also a bloody knife, so it's like, oh, was it a bloody knife? I feel like it should have been. Uh, I
0: don't know why. Well, I mean, they're fighting monsters though.
1: Oh yeah true. so it wouldn't also be bloody like, i just love the power move of like sure well, you can bring this up while i yes <laughs> stroke my knife
0: <laughs> and then percy says that luke let them go too easily and annabeth agrees saying like we heard him say something about a gamble and that they'll take the bait and i'm pretty sure he was talking about us you know trying to find the fleece so now the question is is the fleece bait or is grover is Luke just following them around, hoping they find the fleece so he can then steal it from them with less effort on his part.
1: Which is also like a great plan and clearly shows that he has seen any movie ever.
0: Yeah, there you go. Good for him. And But poor Abbas still can't understand why he would poison Thalia's tree. You know, with all their history, why, why would he hurt the, the memory of Thalia if there's any bit of Thalia left in this tree? Like, why would he do that? And then Percy remembers a bit of what Luke said about how Thalia would have been on his side and asks Ambeth about that and she's like no there's no way like he he's wrong but she still sounds like she doesn't really believe it. And- I also
1: love, I also love the way she phrased it of like she got angry at her dad sometimes but it was never enough to turn her. And I think yeah. like that's true like we all get angry at people but it's never enough to like make them betray them. We all get angry but it's not going to destroy our relationship.
0: <laughs> I mean in most cases, yeah. In most cases, yeah, I can agree with you. You know, I mean but there anyway. are cases anyway. like Luke
1: yeah. where that anger does. But yeah.
0: yeah. I mean and then yeah. but also at, at some point during this um when Percy says Ambush tells Ambeth to sound really sure, she glares at him. He's like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have brought this up while she's holding a knife. Yeah. <laughs> like, Good Come job, on. Percy. Be observant uh-huh. of your environment. But yeah, but she says that um, Percy and Thalia are really alike and that they would have either been best friends or strangled each other, <laughs> which makes sense. Like when people are really similar, it can either go really well or really poorly, depending on how much they interact. You yeah, know, and there, says there that and
1: before, yeah. like, the, there are a couple of my friends that, like, before they met, I was like, oh, you guys aren't gonna.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But she says that, um, like, what you were saying about how Thalia will get mad is everyone has to turn her. She knows that for sure in her heart, because of similarities with Percy, and that she knows and trusts that Percy isn't going to turn. Therefore, she can feel confident about what Thalia would have done if she was still around. Yeah, yeah, which is like hmm, interesting stuff to think about. <laughs> and so then Luke brings, not Luke, Percy brings up Luke talking about Cyclops. Is like, he, what did what did he mean when he, he said you all? Despite Percy keep going talking about how he doesn't
1: like being compared to Luke and how he doesn't like Luke and blah blah, blah blah blah, he still brings up Luke a lot.
0: Well, I mean, Luke is kind of his number one enemy right now, so he does need information. True. It's not so much, it's not so much he's trying to compare himself to Luke. He's just trying to figure out what Luke's evil plans are and all of that. Um, yeah. So Ambeth says, like I know what he meant. He was talking about the real reason Thalia died. So, dun, dun, dun. exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yep. So she says you can never trust the Cyclops. Six years ago, the Night is leading us to Half Blood Hill. It involves then, Grover also. yeah It involves Grover. It involves the whole the whole original original gang. But unfortunately, we don't get to hear the rest of the story because Tyson shows up with powdered donuts because he understands the assignment. You yes, ask him does. to do something, he finds a way. He
1: does go Tyson he is
0: fantastic like, he knew what the thermos shout meant he knew that he had to find some donuts he made a fantastic chariot earlier on you know he knows what he needs to do and he gets the job done and I appreciate that about him
1: do you remember how the first book was the first like book of this uh podcast was literally just us talking about how much we love sally the 2nd <laughs> is now talking about how much we just love grover yeah i have an idea about who book three is going to be who much
0: we <laughs> oh well we'll have to talk about this after see if it's the same um, but anyway anyway um
1: specifically finds a monster donut shop which annabeth thinks that is very bad um, they go to look to it, and it's literally in the middle of the woods, but it still like looks like if you just plucked up a store from anywhere and moved it to the middle of the woods, there's a parking lot, a little road leading up to it, no cars parked in that lot, and one employee behind the cash register, and it says monster donut 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 on it, which I'm very upset the person can read because I was hoping for another Watt Rad situation.
0: No, I love that he can read it. It shows that the monsters here, they care about accessibility. They care about everyone being able to read their sign. They don't make it in a font that makes it harder for people with dyslexia to read. They have a decently sized parking lot, well lit.
1: True, but also I was hoping for another Watt Rad situation.
0: I mean, that was also because just the sign was super dilapidated. No, but still. Um, Anna is like,
1: This shouldn't be him, this is wrong. And Percy's like, It's a donut shop, who cares? Um, what and- happened to his
0: observation skills, Percy? You just had them, now they're gone. Exactly. And he's like, Tyson
1: even went in and bought a donut, nothing happened to him. And Anna's like, Because he was a donut, and
0: because he's-, he's a donut,
1: <laughs> because he's a monster. <laughs> and Percy's like, Dude we have monster donuts in new york it's fine and she goes it's a chain restaurant doesn't isn't it strange how one appeared immediately after you told tyson
0: to get them in the middle of the woods uh, but percy is like "Ah." he starts to see it but just really doesn't want to believe it because he's just all about his food. I, I wonder he's if very food also, oriented
1: i wonder if this is also like the mist like a little bit influencing it mm of like, Perhaps, don't look yeah. like these are not the droids you're looking for. You know? <laughs> like, like
0: he's, he's just, just already so, so on board sure. with just food. He's not really on edge. Whereas you can imagine yeah. probably bad things happened to Annabeth before in this area. So she doesn't have that false sense of security um, going into it. During this
1: time, Tyson has plowed through half a dozen donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as support. Annabeth explains that this is a nest. And he's like, what? And it's like, haven't you, haven't you ever wondered how franchise stores pop up so fast? one day there's nothing, the next day, boom, it's there, then three, then four, then five. And Percy's like, I don't know. And Ameth is like, they multiply so fast because all, all their locations are naturally linked to the life force of the monster. Um, they breed and then she realizes. Now, first of all, I like to think of this as, I never thought about how scary this was until I realized that our town had three 7-Elevens overnight like mm. we went from 07-11s to like a week later there were like three and now i'm mm.
0: mildly terrified of them but mm. i love them do you ever think about the the starbucks logo yeah it's a harmony. yep and how many of those are everywhere some across the street from each other
1: yeah but we don't we only have one near us
0: no we have two if you go all the way up to target i was talking about my hometown oh <laughs> i thought you're talking about here no, when you I said always, we i assume that included myself so
1: sorry I, I meant my hometown not important. Um, anyway. <laughs> and then Aneth is like, she freezes. And Percy's like, well, what? What did they breed? And she's like, no slow movements, turn around slowly. And as they turn around, they see it a giant rhino sized thing with it was hissing. And it had multiple necks, seven of them with a reptilian head on the top of each one, leathery. And each neck wore a plastic bib that said, I'm a monster donut kid. That's so cute. Percy <laughs> starts to pull out his pen, but he freezes because they realize that it might not have great eyesight. So they're all going to stay silently as it's starting to look around and sniff around. And it has two of his heads are ripping apart are one of their duffel bags. It's following their scent as um, Percy is just staring at this hydra, not being able to do anything. And Tyson takes a step back and snaps a twig. Oh no. All seven heads turn toward them. And Annabeth, in the wise words of John Mulaney's friend John, yells,
0: scatter!
1: She bolts to the right, Percy goes left. Tyson's still standing there. It's just uh, one of the heads shoots a green poison at him, but it hits a elm tree behind him. I also love how Percy specifies what type of tree that Mm -hmm. it's hitting. Well, I mean, you
0: can't be friends with Grover and live in a camp full of like dryads without knowing trees. But it's just it's only him being a good friend.
1: Um The whole tree is coming towards Tyson, who is just still frozen. So Percy tackles him as a head lunges and tries to uh, capture him. But the tree collapses on two of the heads. It stumbles backwards, linking the heads free, and is shooting acid everywhere. But Percy is dragging Tyson or shoves Tyson away to go to the other side. Uncaptured Tide draws its attention, and they all turn towards him now. So Tyson is finally out of danger. He's fine. The bad part is Percy is about to be melted into a puddle of goo. goo. (laughs) One of them goes towards him to snap. And Percy, without thinking, swings his sword. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he's fighting
0: a Hydra. Yeah. And if any of you have ever seen Disney's Hercules, you know, this is a really, really bad idea. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, the wound
1: splits in two and he's got two new heads to worry about and eight hedged hydra um and then Anna Beth yells percy you just opened another monster donut shop somewhere and percy is like now is not the time
0: no this that's time like the start.
1: least of your concerns right now um and he's like how do you kill it and Anna's like fire it only stops-
0: kill it with fire yeah.
1: it only stops reforming when you burn the stumps um, but you have to cauterize the river they have, have, they have, the a, river. They have mm-hmm. a water child they don't have a fire child <laughs> um so annabeth and person you're trying to fight it together and they're but they really can't do much
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: tyson comes in and starts smashing the ro- the monster heads like a whack-a-mole game but it doesn't do anything because they don't have fire and behind them They hear a chugga, 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 chugga sound. And Anna is like, what is that noise? And Tyson knows what it is and says that it's a steam engine. And Percy is like, what? And from behind them, they hear, there, prepare the 32-pounder. But Percy is like, I'm not staring back at back because I got a Hydra in front of me. I think the voice behind me is going to throw a 32-pounder or something at me. (laughs) And then they hear someone else respond, they're too close, my lady. And the voice says, damn the heroes, full speed ahead. I don't don't care, just do it anyway. Exactly. And she says, fire at will. And Annabeth gets what's happening and yells, hit the dirt. And as they all dive towards the ground, earth shattering, boom, echoes across the river as a flash of light and a column of smoke and the hydra explodes. Uh, as monster guts fly everywhere, Annabeth screams, Gross! And Tyson yells, Steamship! Um, but Percy is coughing out gunpowder smoke from his lungs, so he can't say anything. And as they turn, they see towards the river a Civil War battle cruiser, low to the uh, sea, metal casings all around it, a flag with a wild boar and spear on it, and on the deck were zombies in gray uniforms dead dead soldiers with uh shimmering faces only partially covering their skull like the ones that percy had seen in the underworld and standing at the top is clarice in full greek battle armor saying losers but i suppose i have to rescue you come aboard (laughs) and that's where this chapter
0: ends like a real knight in shining armor here yes losers (laughs) Um, well, I mean, at least she brought the fire. Yep, you know she did bring fire at a time when they really needed it because they definitely would have died otherwise. Um, like, I, feel I mean, like. or someone would have sacrificed sacrificed themselves so someone else could run away. Like either way, there was no way all three of them were going to get out if Aquarius hadn't shown up.
1: I'm I'm a little surprised that like well, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm a little upset that she didn't yell like hit the deck because Annabeth ended up doing it.
0: Yeah, like, well, because Aquarius doesn't care. I know.
1: I just would have loved her getting back to camp. Like, oh, I ran into Percy, Annabeth, and Tyson on my on my journey. Also, I, I killed
0: them with a cannon, <laughs> and then I killed
1: them with a cannon.
0: <laughs> so they're not coming back anytime soon. Don't worry about it, guys. They're gone. Exactly. Empty out the cabins. Yeah. <laughs> just the yep. yep. So you go. So that's chapter ten. They've now circled up with with the main quest. We'll see if what happens there. Will Clarice send them back to camp? Murdered them just because, let them join the quest, send them off on a separate side quest. So many options. So many options. So many options. Um,
1: But until then, you can think about the chapter title, chapter 11, which is Clarice Blows Everything Up, and you can join us next week. Woohoo. Um, And as always, please rate, review, (laughs) subscribe, Uh, and the Instagram is at the back of the episode. I don't don't know why I'm thinking about (laughs) that.
0: Just listen to the rest of the episode, guys. You'll know what to do.
1: Uh, So thank you so much. Have a good one. And we'll see you next week for chapter 11. Clarice blows everything up. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lauren. I just wanted to let you know that there is an incredible Instagram that you can follow if you're a fan of our podcast. It's called Accidentally Vaporized Pod, and if you follow it, you can see all the amazing and awesome stuff that Lachlan posts, because let's be honest, Lachlan really is doing everything for this podcast. I'm just the dead weight here. So either way, go give us a follow, and thank you for listening.